your job as a business owner is to continually solve problems. And every problem that you notice and you do nothing about will not go away. They'll just, they'll stay there and they'll fester and they'll become bigger and you'll have to deal with it at some point. Fred Williams. <laughs> Do you like that one? That's that? good. It's a little different. I was just about to give you a big thumbs up. <laughs> just <'cause. laughs> hey, I told you, I told you you're starting, you know, yeah. I'm starting. Yeah, you know, just yeah, okay. listen to you. Uh, my talking is more for my own benefit than anybody else's. <laughs> okay, cool. How's it going, man? How you doing? <laughs> Duly noted. Good. Yeah. Staying busy? Doing good. Yeah. Yes. Super busy. Been taking uh, mm -hmm. sales calls, as you know, for a new course that we put out. If you guys want some business coaching, you can apply. There's a link down below. <clears throat> we'll get in touch. We'll hook you up. Mm -hmm. teach you how to run your plumbing business, right? But yeah, doing, uh, taking calls, sales calls, because I got to figure out the kind of the sales process and figure out what's going on and how people are thinking and and what exactly mm -hmm. they think they need. Mm. Um, and then try sure. to steer them towards, you, you think you need that, but you need this. Yeah, so, right? Yes. And it's kind so of- So far, it's what do difficult. people think they need? Have you noticed like a trend? <clears throat> maybe not a trend, but they're all, they kind of think like, you know, they're, they're like stuck yeah. in one spot or what, or like they're just mm -hmm. focused on their mm -hmm. one problem. So like, like they don't have enough work, so sure. they need help on marketing. And so they just want to, you know, say, okay, I need help on marketing. Can you help me with marketing? I'm like, yeah, I can help you with marketing, but like the second we solve your marketing problem, you're going to find yourself right. in another right. problem, right? Because that's all that's all it is when you're growing your business. It's just solving mm -hmm. a series of problems. Like mm -hmm. business in general is just problems. Like from even from the get-go of like you're going to somebody's house to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. solve their problem, right? Mm -hmm. That's what business is. And then in doing that, it creates problems on your mm -hmm. end because now you're like, okay, mm -hmm. I got to figure out how to take a phone call. Mm -hmm. I got to figure out how to schedule a job. Got to figure out how to get there. Got to figure out how to actually fix the problem. Got to figure out how to build mm -hmm. a customer. Like those are all really mm -hmm. like early problems. But then when you start growing, you just create yep. more problems, right? That you then need to learn how to sure. like manage yeah. mm -hmm. and how to solve, right? And so there's systems and processes and ways of doing things to solve those problems. Um, but I guess the hard part is like, somebody's like, okay, I'm a plumber. I know plumbing. I can go to their house. I've got that part figured out. Now I, my problem right now is marketing. Yep. Sure. And that's all they see. Um, so it's like tunnel vision, like, and I get it mm -hmm. because they haven't been there. Mm -hmm. Right. So it makes sense. It makes sense to think, okay, you know, I can go do the work, but now I, yep. I just need more work, mm -hmm. which is true. Like I asked a guy today, I'm like, well, I mean, what if I solved your marketing problem and you got a mm -hmm. thousand calls this month, you're going to have mm -hmm. a new problem, right? And so kind of the benefit of a coach or somebody that's been there that can walk you through that is that he's already right. been through those problems, right? right? So like I know that this guy thinks he's having a marketing problem, 
but I know exactly what's going to happen mm -hmm. if we solve that marketing problem. And I also knew that like, you know, he is not set right. up to even solve that marketing problem. Like you get this all the time. Like guys aren't mm -hmm. putting marketing mm -hmm. in their budgeting and they don't even know how to do that. Like they don't know mm -hmm. how to come up mm -hmm. with a marketing budget. They don't know how to include that marketing budget into their expenses to help right. them figure out their hourly rate. And then they're not calculating that in what they're right. actually billing out to the customer. And so they, they're actually not making enough money to be right. able to pay for the marketing in the first place. But all they yep. see is I have a marketing problem or, or I, not even that, like mm -hmm. I need to mm, get more sure. calls. Yep. Yeah. Like some of them don't even realize, okay, more yeah. calls comes from marketing. To pay for my mm -hmm. marketing, I have to mm -hmm. charge enough money for it. Mm -hmm. I have to actually budget enough money and charge enough to the customer mm -hmm. so that I can pay mm -hmm. for marketing and get more customers, right? So you can see now we've just started with a problem of getting calls, but now it's turned into like, okay, right. how do I budget? Okay, how do I, right. like what kind of marketing do I do? And how much do I spend on each one? And then how do I, you know, those people are going to call me or they're mm -hmm. going to fill out a form or how are they going to get a hold of me? And then how am I going to make sure I'm converting mm -hmm. those calls to a book job? And then if my marketing was working mm -hmm. really well, right, where do we go from there? Right, well, if I sure. got too many calls, mm, then, sure. now what do I do? Like you just start opening up this can of worms of mm -hmm. tons of problems. Yeah. And it's, and it's, that's hard to communicate to, to them to get them to see like, you know, what you're focused on right now seems like your problem, but there's a lot mm -hmm. more problems you're going to run into. And probably mm -hmm. your best bet is to get in touch with somebody who's been through those problems who can be like, Hey, you, you think you have a marketing problem, but before you solve that marketing problem, right. You need to go solve this problem first, right. or you're going to run into this other problem. And that problem. Is really yeah. Yeah. And I think it. there's an assumption that plumbing business owners have is that they have it figured out to some extent. And so they're like, no, I got this, man. I just mm -hmm. need this. And then the coach can be like, well, mm -hmm. let's just make sure you do have it. I'm not saying that you don't have it, but let's just double check. Let's just make sure. Right. And then you start to dive into those questions yeah. and then you're like, okay, so, so let's just paint a picture here. You say you do have it. You're charging $180 per hour and you feel like everything is going how it mm -hmm. should and you have this vision of where you want to be and you want to be, you know, you want to cap out at two trucks. That's where in your head you think that that's where all the success will be for you. And then you just start to have to eventually walk this person to this path of like, well, let's see what happens if this is where you land. Like, so you're already undercharging and you have a cap for some reason because you think it's going to yield you the life that you want. And you're, you're going to live this story. But let me tell you what that's actually going to look like, which is where the coach can come in. Because he's like, I've been where yeah. you are. And then I've been at two yeah. trucks. And this is what I have to experience. Yep. Do you think that this is a situation yep. that you want to be in? And then it's convincing that person that you will be in the same yep. situation. Because ultimately, no matter which market you're in, mm -hmm. you're solving the same problems for the same customers. It might be slightly different. Like if, in New, yep. if you're in New York, you have to walk more because you might not be able to park right on the curb, right? If you're in Alaska, you got to dig more because everything's deeper. But at the same time, there's still somebody like, hey, man, something doesn't work in my house. Yep. I can't do a thing. And you have to go and take care of that. So exactly, it's, um, yeah, it's tough getting people to sort of like 
see that, and especially in like a short minute, right? Because you're talking to these guys just on the sales calls in like half hour, right? Maybe longer. Yeah. To really just sort of like really ask them good questions that every plumbing business owner should be asking themselves. Like nobody should assume that everything is just like, yeah, I got it. Like, because I know you don't in your business. You're not just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, everything's running perfectly. Like you're always considering like, okay, things are good. But what if something isn't good? How am I going to react? Yep. And like, how can I predict that problem so I can solve it before it even happens? Yep. Yep. All the time. Yeah, it's a tough thing to communicate. Like if I could just, I guess this is my soapbox to talk to everybody to this podcast, you know, it's like, you know, I guess just recognizing that there's problems and there's, as you solve problems, there's going to be more problems, but eventually your problems will get smaller and smaller and smaller, but that comes at a, it comes Mm -hmm. at a point, you know, you can like, I was just talking to a guy. He only wanted to grow to four trucks. And I'm looking at that. I remember when I was in four trucks and uh, it was <laughs> not fun because yeah. I had to be the general manager, right? I had to be the general manager and the business owner. And, you know, when you start growing a business, you're like the business owner who is the marketer and the guy hiring and recruiting and making sure everything is running properly and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. you got to go play the mm-hmm. general manager role on top of that. So then everybody's mm-hmm. coming to you for stuff and you're trying to have meetings over here, zoom meetings, trying to set up this new software mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. And it, it's a, you just end up having this yeah. crappy job. Now, can you make good money doing that? Yeah, you can. But it's like, when I got to that point, it was like, man, I should just hire a few more guys. Mm-hmm. and hire a general manager and then i don't have to do mm-hmm. this at all and then my life becomes so much better my problems sure. it, that created some other problems but then we were able to solve mm-hmm. those problems right and and now our problems are you know the bigger you get the bigger your problems get but they're sure there's less yeah sure them, right so in the beginning when these guys are coming in, they started a plumbing business. They're taking calls, they're going out and billing work, they're doing drain cleaning, whatever, mm-hmm. replacing water heaters, right? They have a mm-hmm. lot of little problems. And like mm-hmm. we said, they can't even see them. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to solve these little problems. Problems are right here. That's all they can see is out. the problem right in front of their face. That's it. And then as they grow, the pro- the problems will get less often. Sure. They'll just be bigger problems, mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. expensive problems, right? But it's yeah. really important to have yeah. like mm, everything in line so that when those bigger problems do happen, that you're not having to still put out fires that are continuous behind you as this big problem happens. Uh, like, like I mean, like one thing we can talk about oh, yeah. is always like, you think that everything is good, right? Because the season that you're in, just the season of the year, you're like, man, we're busy. Everybody is just humming along. Like business is good. This is awesome. Like let's hire some more guys. And then suddenly you just hit this slump. And then you're like, okay, wait, wait, wait. I thought everything was good. Mm-hmm. And maybe up into this point, you've been proudly yep. repping like, man, we just got word of mouth. That's all we need for marketing. Like it's going to take us to the top. And you're just like, we're good. Uh-huh. And you come to this point where suddenly you don't have any work. And then like, now you have a big problem. Yep. And so like, yeah. like so what's the, 
Yep. Just like, let's just take this as an example. Cause I think we can find things just even in that example where there are some problems that we didn't address early on that are now making this big problem a lot harder to solve. Right. We don't have any work, but we got a lot mm -hmm. of guys. What yep. do we do? We've been surviving on word of mouth yep. and <laughs> yeah, maybe some other light form of marketing. We'll say. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, the problem, like the earlier problem that you didn't solve is you didn't do sure, it early enough on marketing. Like you didn't, you either didn't invest in, maybe you invested in your brand, but you didn't invest in like pushing that brand out to the community. You probably didn't invest in pay-per-click. You probably didn't invest in Google LSA. Um, you're probably solely relying mm -hmm. on your GMB or one mm -hmm. source of advertising, right? Versus somebody with a bigger shop, you know, they need to be well mm -hmm. diversified in their advertising. So they need to be omnipresent. So they need to be mm -hmm. everywhere mm -hmm. where their mm -hmm. customer is. And you need to start developing that like early yeah. on because it takes mm -hmm. time to get that ball rolling. So if you roll through a busy season and you're like higher, 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 but then you don't have the marketing to support mm. during the slow season and you've got all these guys, like you're saying, what do you do? Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a lame spot to be in first of all. And what like step number one, you need to like look at it and go, okay, like what's, you know, think about mm -hmm. what's your mm -hmm. first step, right? What am I going to do in this situation? I'm bleeding money. So how mm -hmm. am I going to stop the bleeding? I've got to stop mm -hmm. bleeding. What do I do? Fastest way to stop bleeding in that instance. You know, you can sure. wait it out. Yep. If you've got cash reserves. Um, if you don't have any cash reserves, then the fastest way to stop bleeding is going to be to mm -hmm. start cutting that labor, which is a really tough decision to make mm -hmm. for a business owner. It's like mm -hmm. the last thing they want to do unless you've got some other expense that you just mm -hmm. don't need that you're paying for that you could cut that would lower your expenses mm -hmm. enough to pay for the labor. Yeah. That's usually not likely. Like you cut one guy and it can cut like, you know, mm -hmm. 10 grand a month mm -hmm. off of your overhead. So it's, it's the most effective. You're not going to have 10 grand of extra sure. software or, you know, some expense that you're not paying anymore. You might find a few mm -hmm. hundred bucks here and there, but you're not going to mm -hmm. be able to cut 10 grand like that. So it's, it's probably the best bet to make. Like once you're, if you're getting close to the end mm -hmm. of your cash reserves, especially because if you blow through your cash reserves, then what's well, you ain't got no cash. Yep. Yeah. Lay them off anyways. You're going to have to lay everybody off. Right. Yeah. So if you've got four or five guys and you're running out of money because you didn't do enough marketing, Best bet is to, before you run out of money, you're yeah. going to have to cut one of those guys. And it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. It really is. And it's hard to do, but it's necessary sure. for the rest of the business. And so you would pick the lowest guy on the totem pole and probably mm -hmm. let him go. Right. Because the wrong thing to do would be to cut things that sure. you still need in order to try and save mm -hmm. your business. Okay. So first thing is I would cut some labor there. Second thing is I would then go back and look now that I stopped the bleeding, I would go back and look and I would say, okay, what put me in this situation? Like, 
why, how come I can go from super busy to just no yeah, work sure. whatsoever? Yeah. And how do I solve mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. problem? Right. And so I would look back and I would say, okay, I'm only doing one source of marketing or I'm not doing any just general right. branding. Right. I'm not making, I don't know. I'm not on social media. I don't have mm -hmm. any social media posts. I'm not spending money to get my mm -hmm. brand out in the community. I'm not sponsoring any local mm -hmm. events. Right. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm not on pay-per-click or I'm not on GLSA. Um, all those things. Right. I would go to my marketing mm -hmm. company and say, Hey, I was super busy during busy season. Now it's slowing down. How do we get more calls right. during slow time? Right. And yeah, it's usually a matter of just mm -hmm. branding, more mm -hmm. brand awareness. Right. And then doing marketing that creates a call instead of relying on oh, buying. A yeah, call sure. It's already. Been yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you can, mm -hmm. you can do outbound dialing. You can do email campaigns. You can do like, give away things on the internet so you can you can pique somebody's interest to actually come buy something from you that they mm -hmm. weren't intending to buy right so they didn't they weren't picking up google and searching for it mm -hmm. you piqued their interest enough mm -hmm. to where they bought it from you right so i then i would go get mm -hmm. those things in place right and fix that problem yes so that it doesn't happen again and the and the problem that people run into is they they let those cash reserves go and they go and they go and they go. And instead of letting go of a guy, they will go in and they'll say, okay, I'm spending a ton on this marketing avenue. Sure. I'm going to let that go to save the money on that. And that'll mm -hmm. allow me to keep this guy on. But the bad part, like if you stop, you're not going to have any work for that guy anyway. Are you going to get? Are you going to get, yeah, you're already slow and you cut marketing. Gonna what's going to happen? Yeah, definitely. You're going to get slower. It, or maybe not slower, mm -hmm. but it's definitely not going to improve. And, and so the cost of that marketing is it going to no, pay for probably that not. guy? <laughs> well, it depends on what it is, I guess. Probably not. Yeah, it depends mm -hmm. on what it is, but probably not, right? And then that's going to go and hurt mm -hmm. the entire team. It's going to hurt you as the business owner. It's going to hurt your family, right? Because then all of a sudden your mm -hmm. business isn't going to be profitable. All because you just made the wrong decision of what to cut. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know. I, I think that's super important to think about that kind of stuff and, and what's actually going on there. Um, yeah. I like Definitely. I feel for people in that situation because that yeah, is a hard. very tough decision, right? And it's the hard part is like it's like mm. this is my fault because I didn't do this thing in my business and now right. I have to let this guy go. And he mm -hmm. might be a really good guy. But you can't lose your whole business to try right. to keep one guy yep. afloat. That that's mm -hmm. not fair to everybody else. That's not fair to you, it's not fair to your family. And it's not fair mm -hmm. to everybody else involved in your business. Yeah. And that's part of like being a business owner is you have to be prepared to make those really hard choices because they, they come to you. Those are your choices yeah. to make. Nobody else can make them for you. And you have to learn how to make yep. them in a way that in that situation particular, that is gracious and as transparent as possible. Like I would go about it just to be like, Hey, you know, like, yeah, I got to let you go because I have made mistakes earlier in the business but I need to let you go and I really want to hire you later. 
but I got to get some stuff in order first as evidence that we're having this conversation. Yep. Cause in that moment, it's not really like potentially it's not really a personal thing unless this guy, you can let him go anyway. Right. It's just uh, dang, I made some mistakes and I got to readjust right. and we need to get more calls and we don't have any right now. But the easiest way for me to do that, not the easiest, obviously, but the right way to do it is to just cut the labor. And then so we can reinvest in other marketing and then we'll get you back when we can. Yep. And then it's up to you then to win that person back if they are good by paying them whatever they need or yep. however you want to go about that. Yep. Yeah. And if it was bad enough, like, you know, it might be more than yep. one guy. Like you, you might have to get back down to like if you were four guys, you might have yeah. to go back down to two guys. You might. Yeah, and that's another thing that like, just because you find yourself out of the truck, especially if you're in that area, there. If you don't, if things aren't mm -hmm. done properly in the right order with the right emphasis, then you might have to get back in the truck. And I don't know. You could tell me what you think about this, but my guess would be that guys would jump some guys would jump back into the truck slower than they should um i know there's definitely i've definitely talked to guys who'd be like nah man it's hard to keep me out of the truck like I'm, that's where i like to be like i like to be out there doing it and that's like a different idea that's like a different yeah. potential problem but then there's the other guy yeah. where it's just like no i'm not going back in the truck i told myself i never would and that yeah. can really then just yep. put you back in the truck whether you want it or not i think it depends on like how far mm. you're willing to go. So like I was coaching a guy and if I was him, I would have gone back in the truck just mm -hmm. to start creating more revenue. Like he was down to mm -hmm. just pennies, right? Barely making payroll. And he was like, Nope, I'm not doing it. Like I got these guys. I'm not laying, I'm not laying. He had two guys and himself. And he was like, I am not jumping in the truck. I'm not laying this guy off to mm -hmm. just have to go do work. Right. And he made it. <laughs> by the skin of his yeah. nose right <laughs> but like for him yeah. he could tolerate that like it was his his risk mm, level he sure. was willing to take that risk so depends on your risk level if you're cool watching your bank account go down to like nothing and you can be okay with yourself barely making payroll every week then <laughs> cool <laughs> but <laughs> Like for me personally, like I remember I was in, I was freaking out. I had a few guys and there was one, I woke up Monday morning and I had 10 grand in the bank and I was like, I got more than 10 grand worth of payroll coming out on Friday. Mm -hmm. Like I was freaking out. Right. Even though I was going to go bill out Monday through Friday and make way more mm -hmm. money than I needed for payroll, I was still freaking out because my bank account dropped below mm -hmm. what I was going to need a week from then. And so I just don't, I don't yeah, have sure. that, my, that risk, right? that risk tolerance. <laughs> like if I got down to a couple grand, you know, guys would be gone yeah. and I would be back in the truck and I would be hustling and bustling and doing whatever it took to mm -hmm. get back out of the truck and get the problem fixed and get mm -hmm. more marketing going or whatever and mm -hmm. go to town. Yeah, sure. So it depends on your risk yeah, level. Yeah, makes sense. Really? Yeah. Yeah, or, you know, like in that guy's instance, he was able to go out and actually like, like he had the mm -hmm. best attitude possible about it. He like went and started printing out flyers and putting them on 
you know, tacking them on mm, at the cool. grocery stores, um, for his business mm. going and leaving, um, business cards at coffee shops and on tables mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, he started outbound dialing all of his old customers. Like he had his business for like five years mm. and he never talked to anybody after he, you know, once he did work for him and then some of them he did work for again, but some mm -hmm. of them he just never talked to again. And he had like thousands of contacts in his cell phone. And so mm -hmm. he just started calling everybody. I mean, so he went about it in the best way possible. And then rather than going and relying on his guys to sell the work, he knew mm -hmm. that he was better at selling the work. So he actually went out and sold the work right. to make sure that he would get it. So that then his guys would go do the work. And in that way, mm -hmm. he was able to stay afloat and then wait mm -hmm. for things to pick back up. Yeah. And then he was good again. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. like thankfully for him. But I was like, I remember talking to mm -hmm. him and I was like freaking out for him. I was like, dude, you're mm -hmm. getting, you're getting low. Like, like what's your mm -hmm. risk tolerance? Like, I want you to push forward through this, but like at the same time, mm -hmm. don't sink your whole company mm -hmm. for one guy. Right. Just do not do that. Like, mm -hmm. Don't put yourself in that situation. And what you, what you said there is, is really important is the attitude and the mindset when you're in that situation. Cause that I think is really going to determine mm -hmm. your likelihood of sinking or keeping the boat afloat because like sometimes you can get yep. paralyzed, right? You can just be like, Oh my gosh, like, what do I even do? Like, and your reason sort of leaves you. And then like, mm -hmm. like in that mm -hmm. case that the story that you bring up, what was cool. It wasn't that he just jumped into the truck and just started working really hard. Yes, he did that. But he was also like, no, okay, we still need to generate call volume. Okay. Let me go do things in my time. Yep. that I can get the word about my company and like really start to connect in that way. And it sounds like yep. he approached it in like a, you know, maybe an optimistic way or like a hopeful way, or just like, no, I can take yeah. this and I can make, I can change something instead of just sitting there like, well, let's just wait for the phone, the ring. We've been waiting for two weeks now and nothing's changed. It's like at that point, like if you're sitting still behind <laughs> yeah. like the general manager yeah. desk or the owner desk and you're in that position, then maybe take it upon yourself to go out there and like, all right, well, I'm just going to print some flyers. Like, what's it going to hurt? I'm doing nothing else except for waiting for the phone oh, yeah. to ring. I'm going to start picking up my phone and calling yep. people. I have other people call. It's the whatever mm. it takes attitude. It's the attitude of I'm going to be successful and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Hands down. I don't care what it is. If I got to go knock on doors for 10 hours right. a day, I'm mm -hmm. going to go knock on doors, right? It's that attitude. And I, cause I've worked with people who have that attitude and they're the mm, ones that sure. always succeed. They always win. Is it hard? Do they have hardships? Do they have things that happen that are bad? Yes. But in the end, because of their attitude of mm -hmm. I'm going to do whatever it takes, mm. they always win. Like if you want to always win, sure. just develop that attitude. I'm going to do whatever mm -hmm. it takes to mm -hmm. make this happen. Right. It's, because I've coached people who don't have that attitude too. And they're like, you know, our call volume is low. I'm like, well, what are you going to do about it? Well, um, I don't know. It's been slow for two mm -hmm. weeks. We've got nothing. Or mm -hmm. my guys aren't sure. selling. They're just like every single job is a diagnostic charge. Mm -hmm. Well, what are you going to do about it? I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> have you thought about it at all? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like what's going on? Like, why do you think your guys mm -hmm. aren't selling? And why am I having to ask you this yeah. question two weeks after like 
yeah. even months after, right, right, that they're discovering this problem. And it's like, why do you think they're having the problem? What do you think you can do about it? And right. why aren't you doing it already, right? Yeah. Hmm. So, and I don't like some of those companies that I've worked with that are like that, that have that attitude, they struggle for mm -hmm. a long time with things and they get themselves in, mm -hmm. in a lot of trouble really. And it's like, and it's, yeah. and it really just boils down to that attitude of whatever it takes. Like the guys who have the, whatever it takes, they're, they're realizing their situation and they're going, okay, they're putting their boots on. They're calling, mm -hmm. they're calling me on the phone, like instantly mm -hmm. crap, dude, what do I do? Right. Uh, even better. Most people who have the, whatever it takes are like, Hey dude, I have this problem. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm thinking about doing mm -hmm. about it. Do you got any more advice? Right. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of attitude you want. Not the, not to sit back, relax and sure. watch yeah. it all fail in front of you. Yeah. That goes all the way back to our very first point that we made is that your job as a business owner is to continually solve problems and every problem that you yep. notice and you do nothing about will not go away they'll just they'll stay there and they'll fester nope. and they'll become bigger and you'll have to deal with it at some point um and this is true across the board right yep. like there are so many problems that i've had with other coworkers that i didn't address at the beginning and i still had to address later and it was just a different conversation, yep. usually more difficult because then there was just more time when if you just find the problem and you're like, oh, I had, I've identified this problem, um, especially if your gut is like, yes, this is a problem. Then you should be like, OK, I just need to pause right now. I need to deal with this really fast, hopefully, and then just move on it. Yep. Because if you don't, it's just going to be there and it's going to be in the back of your head when you get a real problem. And now you got to deal with two problems and three problems, four yep. problems. And that's it just gets harder. So be a really competent problem solver. Yep. See yourself in that light. Yeah, exactly. Don't let it become a bigger problem later on down the road. We yes. gotta lay people off. No, nobody wants to <laughs> nobody do that. Nobody wants to do that. Um, that's, that's like my number one yeah. nightmare when I hire people. Yeah. I do not want to lay them yep. off. Right. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Except for cutting your marketing. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. yeah never cut your marketing yeah always keep marketing yes no matter don't what touch it don't do not cut your yeah. marketing worst thing you could ever yeah. do cool man i appreciate this conversation cool, thanks man. dude yep see you next yeah, see you, man. wednesday <laughs>